Hey everybody, it's Rocky, and thank you for listening to this episode of Screenplayed. Before we start, I just wanted to give a little disclaimer. This episode, Cause of Death, focuses on the conspiracy theories and the mysterious circumstances surrounding the death of Jeffrey Epstein this August. And if that topic makes you uncomfortable in any way, please feel free to turn us off and check in again next week. We do not want to diminish Epstein's crimes in any way um, or make him seem cool. That's not our goal. In, in fact, Epstein's hardly even in this movie. My main goal with this episode was to make a pointed satirical take at the people who stood to lose the most if Epstein actually had testified before his death. And to put it pretty bluntly, just to talk about how shitty and corrupt rich people are in general. So with all that said, I hope you give it a shot, but if not, we totally understand, and thank you so much for listening. Now that that's out of the way, let's have the Young Romantics start the show off right. Yo, 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 what's cracking? what's cracking? Welcome to Screenplayed, I'm Chris Rocky. I'm Brian Lee. And I'm Water Gang Woldridge. Ooh, Water Gang Woldridge, what's cracking, guys? What's motherfucking cracking? Yo, 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 yo. I'll tell you what's cracking. This is a doink pod. Doink pod for sure. Alright guys, what was the big news of 2019? Where do we start? There's been a lot, you know. We, the Ukraine scandal. It was the Mueller report this year? Yep. Mm-hmm. It's hard to keep track these days. The Rams only scored three points in a Super Bowl. Kanye's latest album. We only have two months left in the year. We've had a lot happen. Justin Trudeau had blackface. I mean, it was it, that didn't happen this year, but we learned about it this year. I mean, it probably happened this it year, It could have too. happened this year. Justin Bieber got married. The Jonas Brothers got married. To each was other. Was that this year? Was that last year? I don't know. It's in the recent memory. But, okay, so I think one of the biggest things to happen this year was over the summer, and that was the death of Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, good point. Yeah, the mysterious death of Jeffrey Epstein. And wait, 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 wait. Hold up. Rock, rock, rock. You think Epstein is dead? <laughs> That's a place we can go in this movie. So I want to make a movie surrounding that July and August of Jeffrey Epstein, that whole saga. I think there's a ton of potential there. Is this a serious, like, historical drama or is it a a goofy movie? No, 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 no. So I'm kind of thinking like a, uh, almost like a satirical take at it. Um, Maybe maybe like a Wes Anderson or like kind of a Quentin Tarantino revenge porn. Okay. So in those styles, they're kind of like reality, but not quite. You know what I'm saying? So is is it going to be like an alternate reality where Tarantino's movies oftentimes are stuff that's different? Um, you know, like Django Unchained or or uh, yeah. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood stuff like that. Is that what we're thinking? Because yeah, kind of. I'm not I'm not asserting this movie is going to be the truth of what happened. I really want it to be like a f- almost farcical look. And I, I just want to say this right now. I don't want to make light of Epstein or his crimes. He's really just a shitty human being. I like that you're using the present tense because you believe he's still alive. There's going to be a lot of subterfuge and subtext <laughs> in this in this podcast episode. 
hinting hinting at what we know. I think this is going to be a different a different episode than what we've done so far. This is the one that gets us killed. Shit. Just add this to the list of things that's going to get me killed. Yeah, so I really want to like poke fun at this kind of interconnected culture of rich and powerful people that allow guys like Jeffrey Epstein to fester and thrive. Kind of this like corrupt top echelon of society. Okay, yeah, no, I'm in. So we're doing like a satirical kind of thing, right? Like you said, Wes Anderson, are you kind of thinking maybe like uh, Team America, World Police, maybe not that over the top? I'm thinking maybe like a Coen Brothers. Like you've ever seen like um, The Big Lebowski or Burn After Reading? Yeah. It's kind of like all these personalities are just kind of cranked up to the max. Right. And like all these people are like kind of incompetent and they don't really act like smart rational people would act okay do we do we really like is there a chance that we're gonna offend some people like the families of the people he hurt in in doing this i'm just i'm just asking what do you guys think i want to say like i um i'm just asking i'm just asking because this is pretty recent so it is kind of recent in the public consciousness and it is based on like a true guy so i guess for lack of a better word like trigger warning if you if this just kind of makes your skin crawl if just thinking about epstein kind of makes you feel icky i totally get it but i do think that there is an opportunity there to kind of take a pointed satirical take at kind of the circumstances and all these people who had connections to him and just kind of this culture of corruption. Because once you kind of read everything, you're like, oh my gosh, these people, I guess they're just so rich and powerful. They think they can get away with everything. And to some extent, I guess they have. And I think there's just kind of, I, I kind of want to push back at it. Uh, I, I don't want to make Epstein seem like like some cool guy. No, no. We don't even want him to be likable. We don't even have to put him in the movie at all. He can kind of be like a MacGuffin, like just driving the plot forward. He really doesn't even have to be in the movie that much. So okay. just one thing I wanted to do was just kind of give a little rundown of Jeffrey Epstein. And as I tell you this, it's less about what happened. Just I want you to kind of think about all these people he was associated with and kind of how interconnected everything gets. So he was born in 1953 in New York City. Um, So after college, he gets hired as a teacher at a private school in Manhattan by Donald Barr, the father of the current attorney general, Bill Barr. After that, he works with the CEO of investment bank Bear Stearns. Uh, After that, he basically is a bounty hunter, like helping Mm, rich people get money back that they got frauded from them or embezzled. Uh, And he might have worked for the CIA, like as an intelligence agent. Nobody knows. He worked with the middleman in the Iran-Contra affair, worked really closely with Nixon's former attorney general. He created a company in the late 80s that was basically um, financial advising for billionaires. The owner of L Brands, which is like the limited and Victoria's Secret, he was his big guy there. So you've got this guy, he was in all these like billionaire circles he's partying with donald trump for 20 years he's all these celebrities um bill clinton bill clinton was on his plane like 25 times katie couric katie couric yeah rupert murdoch harvey weinstein woody allen michael bloomberg um kennedy's rockefellers alec baldwin michael jackson richard branson even like kind of lesser known celebrities i guess like simpsons creator matt gronig 
and uh, like Jimmy Buffett. Whoa, whoa, just, whoa, 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 Jimmy Buffett, James Buffett. Yeah, and and to Rock's point, just because they partied with him doesn't necessarily mean they're implicated in what he did because he threw like these lavish events and he was horribly well connected. That's true. And he also was invited to to pretty much like open invitation to everybody's party. Yeah, like he just show up. Yeah. We've all partied with shitty people before. That doesn't mean we're shitty people. Yeah, for sure. We are, but that doesn't mean we are because we've partied. It's not because we've partied with shitty people. If you if you can't tell from this podcast, we are shitty, shitty people. So then in the mid-2000s, he gets kind of implicated on these sex trafficking and prostitution charges. And what happens is he basically takes a plea deal saying if he kind of pleads guilty to the most minor of the crimes, they'll just kind of forget everything else. And so we really don't even get the full scope of what he did and all the just really horrible crimes. And uh, so he kind of gets off with this sweetheart deal. Well, the guy who offered him the deal is Alex Acosta, who was Trump's secretary of labor before he resigned back in the summer. Uh, So he goes to this bougie-ass prison. Uh, It's really not even a prison. He can come and go whenever he wants. And then he gets out, does a lot of the same shit again. And then finally, uh, this summer, 2019, he gets arrested on sex trafficking charges. And then we really get into kind of what I want to get into in the movie. So he gets arrested. They put him in a cell with like a four-time murderer. David is Nicholas Tartaglione. And they he, they find him like semi-conscious in his cell. Uh, this is July 23rd with injuries to his neck. And so Epstein's like, hey, my cellmate assaulted me, and the cellmate's like, no, I didn't. So they place Epstein on suicide watch. They move him to, like, another facility, and they give him a roommate, and they, they're supposed to check in on him every 30 minutes. So what happens is they move his roommate out. The guards watching him take three-hour naps. <laughs> the cameras by the cell both stop working. There's two of them, and they stopped working at the time. And they come in, and they find Epstein dead. This is August 10th. And so he was going to kind of go on trial, and the thought is he was going to implicate all these like billionaires and political figures, heads of state, and he dies before he can and and then like a week and a half later they basically just dropped the whole case you know what's crazy about all of that when he got arrested everyone was like oh he's gonna die in jail yes and it happened like i remember when he got arrested thinking like there he's never gonna stay in trial yeah he's gonna die he's yeah. gonna get killed in his cell and then it happened well it was like two days after everybody said yeah it's gonna he's gonna die and then he died and everybody's like well shit okay and i'm not a huge conspiracy theory guy but like if you look at this and you're like yep no i uh, that, that looks about right i mean there's there's just something wrong with you i think and so his death is is pretty highly disputed kind of the autopsy was like well you know it, he he broke a bone on his neck, which happens sometimes with, with old people when they like try to hang themselves. But it also happens when people get strangled. So you know we don't really know. And in the movie, we don't even have to like one way or the other say it. I guess uh, I, it can go either way. I'm not. I personally think he was killed. But in the movie, we can have it actually be a suicide. Um, it it can be a murder. Um, I think I would prefer him be, like you said, kind of more of a MacGuffin, and we talk about the like circumstances around setting up a situation like this, mostly because I think if we focus a lot on a, a pedophile who either was murdered or committed suicide either way, it's not very funny to talk about. So I would rather it be like a study on, I don't know, the circumstances of the ultra wealthy and the, the uber connected. Kind of the whole point of that was, I think anything is fair game in this movie. I, I think we could do all these billionaires, millionaires, celebrities, these actors, these heads of state, 
Prince Andrew, son of Queen Elizabeth II, has been linked to him. You've got Donald Trump. You've got Bill Clinton. You've got all these people. Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker, Kevin Spacey, Don Johnson. They're senators. They're like governors who partied with him and, and are linked to him. Bill Gates, the freaking wealthiest man in the world for like 25 years. And I, I think there's like infinite ways we can go with this. And I, I think it could make like a good, good move. So here's kind of my vision. So like the first scene, we're in some like celebrity's house and he's making breakfast. Okay. And he's watching the news and they're like, Jeffrey Epstein was arrested today at the airport uh, on sex trafficking charges. And he from the other room is like, honey, the Epstein was arrested. We've got to kill him. Okay, so that kind of goes with, I think, what I was about to say. I was going to say, what if we do this through the angle of all these rich, wealthy, connected celebrities, billionaires, you know, whatever, all these people are all sending their own assassins to kill Epstein. And this is the more of yes. the story of the assassins trying to like be the one to kill Epstein oh, and shit. beat the other oh, assassins. Yes. Oh, shit. Yes. Yes. And then also, can we have some of the celebrities not hire somebody and them try to do it themselves? So it's like rat race. So, yeah. And I think like, okay, I can, can see how this would be funny. The focusing lens showing like some absurd stuff that like this other caste of people we don't even like can't even comprehend the way they live their lives. And I think we can mm-hmm. use the assassin characters as like kind of like the normal person look mm-hmm. into this world, which obviously most of the movie is going to be them trying to like out shenanigan each other into being the one to kill Jeffrey Epstein. And then you could have like different people teaming yeah. up. You can have different assassins like who know each other. And they're like, oh, hey, Frank, what's going on? Yeah. Like, oh, you're you're here too? It's like, ah, you know. Jimmy, you working this weekend? I thought you were on vacation. Yeah, weather was bad at the Cape, so we just decided to come back. You know my daughter, she needs braces, like so I gotta kill a guy. It's like Uber at this point. I just do it to keep busy and talk to people. Yeah, so just kind of just the way these like assassins and like rich people and uh heads of state and all this stuff, just kind of the way they kind of bumble around and I'm imagining like a lot of like people slamming the phone, they're like, He can't testify, we're implicated, and it's just it's some like very minor <laughs> celebrity or something like that. All right. I can see that. I can see this okay, being a fun sure. movie to make. I'm in. Okay. So so okay. So let's 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 go ahead and start. You've you've sold us on it. I'm, I'll admit that I was I was a harder sell, but I'm I'm in. So uh, so we want that first scene. I like that first scene. First scene, like it's the news and who, who's watching it? Chris Tucker. It's Chris Tucker. Okay. Chris Tucker is watching the news. Sees the news of Epstein's arrest, and then plays <laughs> '70s like horn music, like. Bah, 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 I think we get like a uh, conference room scene with all these like billionaires and they're like talking about business. We're on we're on Wall Street. We're in like an investment bank, like JP Morgan Chase or something like that. And they're like, uh, yes, yeah, so uh, revenue profits are up this quarter and we're projecting that to keep going. And um, uh, next uh, form of business, uh, Epstein was uh, he's going to implicate us all. We've got to kill him. <laughs> That's it. It's just and then and then they move on from that. There's no. <laughs> And they're like, stocks are doing well. Maybe somebody's like, do we have that guy we used last time? And they're like, Henry? <sighs> now he's out. And they're like, okay, what about uh, what about like one-eyed Steve? And they're like, no, 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 no. He, he's in the, he's in the Cape. You like the Cape joke? Maybe that's the thing. Like all the assassins are from the Cape. Just the Cape. Let's not say which. Just the Cape. Yeah. Do we have like a main assassin who's our like main character? Who do you want to hire the main assassin? Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey, okay. Hollywood's still down on him, so it's okay to make fun of him. I see. 
picking your guys wisely. Or we could just go like, we never reveal who the main assassin or main character, who he works for. It's like a shadow voice. His voice is all like affected. And we could keep dropping like clues that you hear one and you're like, oh, well, it's obviously Oprah. And then you hear another one and you're like, wait a second. That sounds more like the Bush family or something. (laughs) Like every clue we drop is conflicting. (laughs) Yeah. And they're like, at some point he's, he's talking to the assassin. He's like, I gotta go. I gotta plan my daughter's wedding. You're like, is that... Is that one of the Baldwin brothers? And <laughs> So I like your idea of the opening scene. Like uh, Chris Tucker gets a phone call. <laughs> I like uh, Brian's idea of then like as soon as that happens, we cut to like title like flashes up on screen and we play some like funky 70s music. Like honestly, I'm feeling like this is going to be a really over the top movie. I'm immediately leaning a little mm-hmm. bit more Tarantino, but uh, okay. because of obviously the Kill Bill influence. But like I'm, yeah. I'm thinking it's like cartoonish in its approach in it's over the top yeah yeah i think so okay also like i want to make sure we're really like shedding not shedding light but like we're really like showing this higher crust of people every time they show up they need to be doing something just absurd but like something that rich people realistically do do so that way like at the end of the movie somebody could be like you know like everything they showed is something like a rich person can actually do and but while people are watching they're like oh that's completely unrealistic that's crazy like nobody does that and like, then like hear me out you know um, what i'm saying yeah like they we go to somebody's house and they're like plotting how to kill him and they're they've hired a person to just like go around the lawn like and just like drop milk from a pitcher like they're they're watering their plants with milk yeah (laughs) stuff like that hey it works for kids it works for plants yeah that's kind of what i was thinking so then i think we go with like what you were saying we have like a boardroom scene where there's a bunch of rich guys and we do that and we have a couple other scenes like that and then i think that's kind of our opening intro montage and i think each time we show like a shitty rich person like talking about how they have to kill him we show their assassin like picking up the phone or getting the alert or whatever and then like Mm -hmm. then like we like freeze frame on the on the assassin and like throw the actor's name up there and like the character name or something Mm -hmm. okay like so these are kind of like our intro credits and then finally we get to our main character our main assassin and what's he doing is he like in the middle of a kill already or he's sitting in like no my thought was he's at the airport like he's at the delta sky miles extra lounge because he's got a lot of frequent flyer miles obviously yeah obviously i got flying it. flying around killing people. i like that brian he's at the airport but he's in the smokers lounge at the airport he's ripping a cig because he's an assassin every assassin smokes cigs. i think like so. that's just it's the nature of the game i think a couple of might have moved on to like vape thc oil yeah so a couple of those guys actually died from the carts those uh those tainted black market carts <laughs> yeah i think so i don't know why and feel free to shoot it down like you said earlier rock it's not super important but i was thinking our main character is played by adrian brody okay the main assassin. Our main, our main assassin adrian brody could kill a guy i think so yeah that's a good pick i think when you said like kind of it was gonna be like very wes andersonian or something like he's been in a lot of wes anderson movies so yeah. it just kind of like popped into my head then no i think that's good I, I like adrian brody i can see it in my head and i don't think adrian Bro- brody's diddled kids so he would definitely like want to be in this movie I don't think anybody in Hollywood would want to be in this movie, honestly. <laughs> Probably That's true. We're going to have to make it with like us and our friends. Just a guy who looks a lot like Adrian Brody. <laughs> His name is Badrian Odie. <laughs> I think he's in one of the Star Wars movies. <laughs> God dang it. <laughs> so anyway, so so Adrian Brody, he's smoking in the or sorry, Badrian uh Odie is smoking in the in the Delta Platinum smoking yeah. lounge, yep. which is a thing. 
it's really only a thing in like Newark, New Jersey and Charlotte. Yeah. But hey. So anyway, so he's smoking this the, the in in Delta. He gets his call from his mysterious um shadow voice. It's definitely a voice changer. Mm-hmm. Very high quality voice changer and they they say, you know, the terms. Do we want to hear the phone call? I assume. Sure. I think it's just really simple. It's like, you know, they're like Epstein's bitter. Rock, feel free to add a vo- vocal modulator over this. Okay. You know, if I can. In post. Uh, they're like, yeah, they're like. And he like, and then they just hang up and he like puts his phone back in his pocket and takes like a drag from his cigarette and then stamps it out. Then I, I don't know where we go from there. And That's then, all I've got. Then he moves on. Yeah. So, so I mean, he. I assume he leaves. He probably, you know, mm-hmm. gets on a plane and flies somewhere. Does he go change his uh, ticket? Like he goes and buys a ticket to where were they keeping him? New York. Yeah, New York. So here, here's here's a thought I had. So this would be a very interesting thing if like we we have like a lot of on the mo- on the move kind of scenes. Um, but it, we can't just have him be like, oh, well, you had to go through Montana first. Like, that doesn't make sense. So, yeah, I guess probably go to New York. And then we we have most of our action take place on the streets of New York as these as these guys. I guess they probably keep thwarting each other. Yeah, they want to get the kill. So they're trying to, like, also stop the other assassins from getting the kill. Maybe because they all recognize each other. They immediately when they see each other, they know that they're on the same. They're, yeah. they're on the same path, clearly. Yeah. So maybe hear me out. Should there be like a Q type character to a. Adrian Brody's assassin James Bond. So like he gets to New York and he like goes to see his guy and he's not giving him like equipment, but he's like talking over the job with him. And he's like, yeah, I heard like Sasha is doing this too. Like, he's just like an assassin outfitter or something. And he's like, yeah, like, hey, Steve, like I'm here to, you know, I need some shit. I'm going to kill Epstein. And he's like, yeah, you and like 50 other people. Like it's the hot ticket. I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking this guy's played by Jake Johnson from New Girl. He's like, everybody's trying to kill Epstein these days, man. Like, <laughs> He's like, my mother's trying to kill Epstein. He's got this like really thick accent. So he's from he's from like like North Bergen, New Jersey or something. And then he's like, OK, whatever. He's and then he gets I don't know, maybe a disguise or something, because I'm thinking there's a lot of like disguises. All the assassins are like trying to hide who they are from each other because they all know each mm-hmm. other. Oh, here. Actually, I've got an idea. So I like that. I, I have a, a scene to tie into why the uh, there, there are costumes. So he arrives in New York and this is before he goes to see his version of Q. He like gets on the subway to get downtown or whatever, because the clear the outfitters downtown and he like looks up and he like he, he's in the Times Square Olive Garden yeah he's in the Times Square Olive Garden no I was thinking he was on the train I guess that would work too uh, you know what screw it no that's where the that's where the like assassins queue oh is. perfect he, like, okay so- you go through the Times Square Olive Garden and <laughs> perfect down, perfect like in that down an elevator. Perfect. So I've got it here. So he gets on the subway. He's riding the train downtown, and uh, he looks over, like he's he's standing there holding onto the rail or whatever. And he looks over, and then sitting down, he recognizes somebody. So he, like walks up, and he's like, "Dylan, what's going on, man?" And it, like it's like a friendly greeting. They like high five or like hug. They probably they hug. Have a secret handshake. Yeah, and then it's like old friends. And like, hey man, what are you doing here? This is crazy. You live in here now? He's like, ah no, I'm I'm doing a job. Adrian's like, oh yeah. And then they both like they go from smiling and nodding to like real serious and they're like, oh, and then they have like a fight. They have like a subway fight because they know that they're both going after the same guy. I think the thing should be like it's not personal for any of them. It's like like they're all friends with each other, but it's just like they all want the kill. It's kind of like playful banter almost like they keep thwarting each other, but like they're all friends with each other. So they're like not actually mad. That's good. Oh, this is like it's not personal, you know. 
Yeah, like they both like maybe they go like Yeah, hold on. <laughs> they like take their jackets off, they like loosen up a little bit, they stretch. Adrian's like running in place real quick and the other guy's like stretching his arm behind his back and he's like, You ready? Yeah, I guess so. And then they start fighting <laughs> for a minute and yeah. like chasing each other through the subway. One of them like eventually gets off. Maybe it's the other guy. He like jumps off right as the train hits a stop and like runs through the turnstile and I don't know, like pulls down a newspaper stand or something to get away. And he's like, Hey, no hard feelings, but I'm going to get this by. And he like sprints off. Yeah. And so they both know immediately like, well, shit. Okay. So everybody's going to be working this. I got to wear yeah. a disguise. Maybe Adrian says that to himself. And so we, so then we, we fast forward, we goes to Q in the Times Square Olive Garden. You know, Q tells him, man, everybody's trying to kill Epstein these days. Can you got, you need anything else? And he's like, yeah, I need a disguise. And so like, there's a scene of him like trying on different outfits. Yeah. Tries on one where he's wearing like a, like a Sikh turban and he like looks in the mirror. He's like, mm, nope. What's he, Justin Trudeau? Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. You beat me to it. <laughs> they kind of look alike too. He does another one where he's like dressed like the Gordon's fisherman. <laughs> he's like, mm, no. And then finally he settles on his final costume, which what is, what is that guy's? It's uh, he's a Starbucks barista. Oh, good, yeah, <laughs> oh, that's, that's a good, good. One. He's like dressed like a Starbucks barista. That's perfect. He's got the apron and everything. Name tag. Yeah, his name tag says like Stephen. So so he goes. All right. So what's with the apron? Q's like, what do you mean? He's like, well, what does it do? Like cut through lasers or something? He's like, it's a fucking apron. It just blocks food, I guess. Yeah. He's like, it'll keep the blood from getting on your shirt. Like, I don't know. Like maybe, maybe <laughs> he uh, like gives him a bunch of, like he gives him a gun and like maybe something cool that's techy. And then that's the last thing he gives him. He's like, oh yeah. What's the apron do? He's like, you gotta look like you work at Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. Like you work at Starbucks. It's a fucking apron. Get out of here. Okay. So what's the techie thing he does? What's the techie thing he gives him? So he's got like, oh, yeah, clearly he's got a gun. We have to have some weird, like, tech piece that's going to save his life later. I think I think one of them should, like, jam the camera signals. Like, that's why they malfunction. Yeah. Okay, one of the theories, probably the leading theory, is that he, um, like, used his bedsheets to hang himself. Okay. What if there's, like, bedsheets that, like, uh, self-strangle people? Or- and he's like, nah, that's not my style. <laughs> he's like, okay. Yes, yes, right. <laughs> but the, the implication is that exists. So that it could be someone else who did. Okay, that's good. Okay, like while you're while you're sleeping, they just kind of like curl up around your neck. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so he gets a watch that'll jam the the cameras. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, that'll work. And it's like an Apple Watch. It's just straight up looks like an Apple Watch. Tim Cook might be behind it. We don't know. <laughs> so so yeah, then he gets the apron. He's like, oh yeah, what does this do? And he's like, it's a fucking apron. You work at Starbucks. Get out of here. And so he leaves. I think one person, um, and then maybe we could hint that he's hired by Donald Trump. I think one guy shouldn't even be an assassin. He should just work for like the New York City Department of Sanitation. Like he's a garbage worker or something like that. But he's doing this as like a vigilante thing? Yeah. Or like like uh, some bumbling billionaire like hires of, they're like, hey, Tony, I need you to take out a guy. And he's like, I, I just take out the trash, you know? That's like, what I like to hear. <laughs> and he's like, this guy is trash. No, that wasn't the thing. Hey, wait, come back. Hey. Hey, he he like goes home to like dinner. He's talking to his wife. I think the president wants me to kill somebody. I don't know. <laughs> well, you better do it. Listen, you got a good thing going. You got to take opportunities. Trisha, I, I don't know, man. I 
I've never done this before. I'm in over my head. Listen, you you know what? You just got to try sometimes. <laughs> and if you if you don't succeed, you try again. It's fine. I mean, I I, I, I tried to be a trumpet player and that didn't work. Listen, and, and honey. Look at me now. Look at me here. Listen, he's he's there. You try and kill him. You don't succeed. He's going to be alive tomorrow. Just try again. <laughs> You're back where you started. See? <laughs> Is that the dialogue? Is that it? That's good. This is good. I just want to do a podcast now where uh, you and Rock roleplay husband and wife from Jersey. <laughs> the husband's a garbage collector. And I'm a supportive homemaker. That's that's going to be some premium content for, for the Patreon folks. Yeah, for the Patreon subscribers. Which we have. We can say that since we don't have any. If there's interest, I would totally do it. So yeah, the garbage worker can definitely be involved. Um, I want the garbage worker to make it surprisingly far. Yes, like farther than he, he really should have. Yes, and he keeps getting phone calls from his wife, and she's like, have you killed the guy yet? I'm at the shore, what do you want for she's dinner? Like, well, you know my <laughs> uncle's wife, her brother, knows a guy who works at the prison. <laughs> yes. And he's like, Freddy, he... He's a food worker at the prison. He's not like a security guard. Well, honey, you're a garbage man and you're doing this, so maybe he can help. <laughs> She's like, are you going to be home by seven or not? I'm, I'm trying to make a lasagna. I invited my mother over. Your mother? He's like, this is not the time. <laughs> well, I can't tell her no. I already told her I was making the lasagna. Excuse me for wanting to have a congratulatory lasagna for you. I feel like we're with your mother all the time and we're never with my mother. My mother feels left out. She drove all the way out here. I'm not going to tell her to come back. Do you know how far it is? She can't be taking the subway. So we can include him. Do we want to introduce him in a little shot right after Adrian Brody? I'm just going to keep calling him Adrian Brody. After he leaves Q's shop in the Times Square Pizza, or uh, Times Square Olive Garden, do we have like a quick cutscene where where we introduce garbage guy getting hired? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then we cut back to Adrian after that? I think so. So, like I said earlier, he might have been CIA. Nobody knows for sure. So, I think we could have, like, a CIA character, and he's, like, a very bumbling, like, government worker. Not just CIA. We need CIA, FBI. We need somebody from, like, every department of government. I'm thinking, like, even Department of Agriculture. Like, you've just got, like... Department of Energy. (laughs) Department of Transportation, (laughs) Energy. Commerce. So there's like 30 guys in this murder squad? Yeah. He might have worked. uh, He not might have worked. He did work pretty closely with like the Israeli Defense Force. So we could have somebody from like Israel trying to kill him too. I like that. I like that. I think I think we have to have somebody who knows the security guards or because the security guards uh, at the prison, they were like away for three hours when they should have been checking on him. We could either have it be like somebody has paid them. One of the assassins has like knocked him out with sleeping gas. I think they should be lured away in a very comical way. It's like a bunch of sexy ladies. <laughs> yeah. There's just a <laughs> bunch of sexy lady assassins lure them away. Just the sexiest. Mm hmm. I don't know, because why would they do that and then not proceed? Why would they risk themselves as bait? What's what's another comical way we can lure a security? There's like a box of kittens outside, and they're like, oh, look at them. <laughs> or like pizza. And there's a box of donuts outside. Yeah. 
<laughs> a perfectly pristine box of donuts got sat on the trash can outside. And they're like, well, we can't just let that go to waste, right? Like, who's going to waste good donuts? So they like, go out to get it and the door closes behind them, locks them out. So we can do that later. Um, so where do we want to go after Adrian? It cuts back to him. Like, where's his next stop? Is he heading? I mean, he's probably going straight for him. But what's where do we want it to be? Should we have like an intel session? Like, what do you mean? He gets a call from whoever hired him, and they're like, Oh, okay. That's good. And I also, like, I don't just want to have it be a voice. I don't want to ever see the person, but I think, like, we should have back and forth cuts between Adrian Brody and whoever hired him. And when we're cutting to that person, like, we don't actually see them. Like, maybe we see, like, their shoulder, but then, like, just weird rich people shit is going on behind them. He's, like, out on his back patio and there's people playing badminton riding horses yeah like there's a guy juggling like fire for some reason they're juggling baby seals on fire Man, rich people can do the wildest things they really can so he he gets a call from from seal juggling <laughs> rich guy or woman could be either. don't judge there's lots of rich women and he says uh you know go to go to this location uh, you, you'll meet one of my contacts, get some intel that may you may find useful. Where does he go from there? He's just walked out of the uh, Times Square Olive Garden, right? Right. And I think he's like standing in Times Square when he gets this. When he like is about to hang up, he's like, look to your right. And he looks to his right. And the Elmo guy dressed up as Elmo in Times Square is like waving at him. And he walks over to him and he hands it. He hands him a piece of paper with the address on it. <laughs> and then I don't know where he goes. No, that's funny. I like that a lot. So Elmo hands him a piece of paper and tells him, so Times Square is in Midtown. The place Epstein was being held is like downtown, like lower Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Should he make his way towards there or should he like go away for the intel? Or is the intel on the piece of paper? Is the piece of paper the intel? Oh, I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. Okay, so he sees Elmo waving him. He walks up and he like starts talking to Elmo and Elmo like not like shakes his head no and like shushes him or puts his finger up to his lips. Hands him this manila envelope. Camera watches Adrian like look down, pull out a piece of paper from the, the envelope and it's got information, which we can talk about for a second. He's like confused. So he looks up at Elmo. Elmo's, Elmo's gone. gone. Elmo has disappeared. <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> and then he gets to read the the intel. Yeah, and Elmo is clearly a ninja. Maybe maybe they're alone on this corner. So like so like the fact that he disappeared is absurd. Like there's no way he could have gotten away. They should have hired him. Should have hired Elmo. Okay, so he reads the intel. What's the intel? Just saying where he is and like how many guards yeah. are around him. Like is that just normal stuff? But then, so let's say he goes to I don't know. Let's say he's sitting in like Central Park reading this. Okay. And let's say, what if he gets distracted by something and it's all a ploy for one of the other assassins to like steal his information? Yeah. Also, he's still wearing like the Starbucks worker outfit. Yeah, he's wearing the Starbucks outfit. He sits down and he's reading and he hears a guy say, you playing? He looks up Mm -hmm. and it's one of those guys who plays chess all day and hustles people in New York. And he's apparently like he had sat down on one side of a a chess table. (laughs) And so he has to play a game of chess against this guy. And it turns out that guy is one of the assassins yeah. as well, wearing another disguise. Wait, oh, um, let me take that, but pivot it a bit, Brian. Sure, go ahead. What if it's just like some homeless guy that one of the other assassins paid to distract him? Ooh, okay. And then like, oh, I'm trying to think of like a chick who would be a good assassin. Yeah, I mean, we need somebody like exotic. Ana de Armas. Yeah. She was good. in Blade Runner 2049. Yep. yep, let's do it. Yeah, so her. While he's getting distracted by this chess-playing old man, uh, she's, like, trying to slip it from him. Maybe he catches her right as she snagged it, and then there's, like, a little chase. Yeah. With hijinks. 
Lots of hijinks. I think periodically throughout the movie, we need to go back to that boardroom scene in J.P. Morgan Chase, mm-hmm. and they're like six very old white guys like around this table, and there's like a whiteboard. There's like different ways of killing him, like with a question mark. <laughs> they're like, "Could we put a bomb in his cell?" And they're like, "Nah, that might get a little messy." <laughs> what if he's in the shower and we shower him with acid? And they're like, "Oh yeah, oh that could be good." Yeah. Is he allergic to anything? Like, is is he? Does anybody know if he's allergic? to peanuts and they all like look around they're like uh and they just write on the board like peanut allergy question mark and then they're gonna come back to it later there's a couple with lines through them like lion (laughs) with the line through it yeah one just says like plant question mark and then it's crossed out (laughs) like a bunch of confusing ones and like really obviously bad ones yeah that'd be funny they're like what about like sheets that wrap around his neck automatically <laughs> they're like what that don't be ridiculous that's that cannot be a thing that just can't be a thing. is that a thing no <laughs> no and they move on <laughs> we'll get bill gates on it <laughs> so they cut back and uh what's adrian doing now so i guess are they chasing each other through central park yeah probably so so they're chasing each other and she's really good at parkour yes that's always fun Good parkour scenes are good. You said hijinks earlier. What kind of hijinks did you have? In I there? don't know. Like maybe they both get stuck behind like a hot dog cart. I, I, I have no idea. While they're doing this chase scene, this parkour scene, there needs to be just random people coming out of the woodwork, like attacking him. Yeah. Yes, yes. With a weird assortment of spy gadgets. Like somebody's got the uh, shoe knife from Wild Wild West. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think like just tons of other people attacking. What of those uh, like performance artists uh, who are like around New York, Times Square and stuff like that? Like like the painted silver guy. Yeah, the painted yeah. silver guy. Like he like hops the off his guys. stage and like punches him or something. Hops like off that. his stage, punches him. Adrian like looks at the blood that just came out of his nose and he's like, really, Greg? Really? And then they start fighting for a second. Like he recognizes him immediately. <laughs> silver guy again? Really? Still doing the silver guy thing, huh? <laughs> What is this, 2002? <laughs> yeah, so so, so like Silver that. Guy and him fight it out. He, like, flips him over and, like, leaves him, like, in pain on the sidewalk and just keeps going after Ana de Armas. Does he get her? I mean, he's got to get his papers back, right? Or or since he read it all, is it just, like, she escapes? I think they're gone. Mm-hmm. She's escaped. He already read them, though. So they just both know the secret now? Or they both know the intel now? I would assume, like, a lot of the other assassins had this intel, but it was, like, still, like, a leg up he had on some of them. Yeah. And now there's one more person in the mix. You know what trope I love? I think at one point, somebody should have cut Adrian Brody, like, pretty good, and he's got to go into a veterinary hospital, and he's talking to a vet, and he's like, hey, I need you to stitch me up. And they're like, what? Yes. Because I love yes. that trope. No, I know where you're going with this. I like it. What if he goes in, and he's like, is is Jack here? And they're like, no, Jack has Tuesdays off. And he's like, okay, um... What about Harvey? And they're like, Harvey hasn't worked here in like two years. And he's like, look, I just need someone to stitch me up. And the, the woman's like, sir, this is a veterinary office. You are not an animal. And he's like, we're all animals. Like, I mean, I just need stitches. And he calls up. He's like, I used to come here all the time. You not, you don't recognize me? And she's like, I've been here for nine months, sir. And he like calls up his guy. And he's like, where are you? And he's like, I need stitches. And he's like, yeah, man. He's like, I... 
I'd go, but I'm, you know, I'm in the, he's like, I'm in the cat skills for the week. I'm at the Cape right now. He's like, is, is Dorothy working there? And Adrian Brody's like, is, is Dorothy here? Can she stitch me up? And she's like, she's like, I don't know who Dorothy is. And he's like, he's, she doesn't know who Dorothy is. And so they're just having like a phone conversation. Like he's talking to the guy and then relaying to yeah. her and she's, he's like, here, here, put me out, put me on with her. He's like, none of your people work here. He, he'll like bring up some mundane stuff. Like the vet guy brings up something mundane. He's like, he's like, did you get much Christmas card? He's like, I haven't heard from you did you get my christmas card last year and he's like i don't he's like i've changed addresses a few times he's like it's okay if you didn't get it i just want to know if you got it no 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 if i got it i would have told you no it's fine i'm just saying like it was a really good i was really proud of it i didn't get one back from you i was just wondering if you got mine like i've got and i've got it and he's like fuck the christmas card like who do i need to see about getting stitched up he's like well, who's working right now? And so so Adrian asks, like, well, what's your name? She's like, Sarah. And he tells the guy on the phone, the guy's like, there's no Sarah that works there. And Adrian's like, huh? And he, like, leaves and realizes that he's at the wrong vet place. The one is right next door because it's New York City and there can be two vets right next to each other. There's two vet stores right next door. To and so he just walks in. He walks in, Dorothy's working the other one, and immediately stitches him up and it's totally fine. <laughs> He was just at the wrong one. <laughs> Actually, I think what we could do is we could, when he says, there's not a Sarah that works there, we can have a moment of suspense where it like plays an ominous tone and like Adrian looks like he's just discovered something and he looks at Sarah like she's about to do something. Punches Sarah in the face. And she's, and she, no, I was going to say she just looks at him and she's like, what? And then he leaves and that's when the suspense is lifted and you realize, oh, he's just picked the wrong one like an idiot. <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing at the thought of two veterinary hospitals. Right that's what I thought, like other. two vets right next to each other. That's like only in New York. So he gets stitched up by Dorothy at the at the East Village vet clinic, not yeah. the Village vet clinic. Yeah, East. It is one store East. They're actually both in the East Village, just one of them's like more colloquialism oh, kind of thing. A little more Eastern. Yeah. Okay. No, actually, the Village one is actually east, more East than the East Village one. Yeah. No wonder Adrian Brody got confused. <laughs> yeah, he's real fucked up. He's from the Cape. He doesn't live in New York. Anyway, so uh, yeah, so he gets stitched up. And is there like a race against the clock or something? Or Does he have a deadline or is it just kind of like i gotta get epstein got before somebody else gets him got before someone else i think this the tension is from knowing immediately that there are other assassins on i think that gives us enough tension so from from getting stitched up so how far are we into the movie now are we are we able to get him towards the building yeah i think like his thing now is he's like making a plan to get into the jail okay so where does he go to make this plan i think we need to pause after the stitching thing and go back to the garbage worker okay okay and maybe do another boardroom scene or something i don't know so the garbage guy is like on oh he meets with the guy who works for food at the jail that his wife told him about they meet at some small little like coffee shop Mm -hmm. he's like so uh my my wife says you you work at the jail okay uh so you work at the jail huh i mean yeah i work at the jail i need to get in to the jail Okay, could you like sign the visitors log and could you just go in? No, 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 I can't. I can't sign that. No. What's wrong with no, you? I gotta get in the. What's jail. wrong with you? You got bad handwriting. You can't sign the log. I, I got a guy. I'm trying to see in the jail. I want to interject. I'm imagining the garbage worker is played by Kevin James. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's wrong with you? You can't right. sign the fucking form. You're not gonna get in the place. No, 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 no. I, I can't have anybody knowing I'm there. You know, capiche. What's this capiche shit? What do you mean you can't have anybody know? I know. <laughs> oh, I, I, okay, 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 okay. Listen, listen. Why are you whispering? Kill. No one's here. I gotta. I, oh my god. <laughs> are you gonna bust my balls on this? Bust your balls on what? You're the one who's trying to not sign the log. I, I, I gotta kill a guy. Oh, why didn't you say so? You gonna get Jeff? Yeah. 
Oh, well, okay. Well, no, no, that's fine. How, how'd you know? Well, because I got to get Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what if we get Jeff together? Like, I'll, I'll, we'll split the money. How does that work? Wait, you're getting paid? <laughs> <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> that has oh, no. some very dark implications. <laughs> so so anyway, they, they have that scene. Maybe that's the last cut. Like like they're they're <laughs> it ends on you getting paid. I like <laughs> that. I like that. <laughs> and uh Oh, so then we go back to Adrian. So I think the one thing he couldn't like memorize out of that packet he got it had the layout of the jail it had like the schematics and stuff and that's kind of hard to commit to memory sure so he's at the library and he's going through the public records he's going through the public records and he like lights up a cigarette and immediately the librarian just looks at him and is like hey what the fuck and he's like sorry like puts it out on the table <laughs> i think he gets a phone call from a client is he the the client, I guess. Yes. Uh, yes. The person who hired him. And uh, they're like, and he like starts talking normally and somebody shushes him. So he like starts talking quietly and the voice is like, he's like, I'm out of the library. He's like, and he's like, well, I lost this. I lost the prison scheme. And he's like, like, he just starts getting mad or something. And he's like, yeah, he's like this sexy Cuban chick stole him from him. And the voice sighs and is like, over the client's shoulder, because we were talking about just rich stuff going down in the background the whole time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This time, it's just this guy driving Lamborghinis into a brick wall. <laughs> yes. Over and over again. <laughs> he's got like a like a roll cage built into it, and he's wearing like a very specialized yes. suits and harness so he doesn't get hurt. <laughs> and he just keeps driving him in, getting out, and driving more in. Um, we And we don't have to show their face. Yeah. We can, they could be wearing a helmet. That's it. Yes. They're wearing a yeah, helmet. So, he, yeah, he's like... And then Adrian Brody's like, yeah, but this one was above 18. And then (laughs) the voice is like, hey, cut that shit. So yeah, does the voice just be like, prison records are like, they automatically know where they're at. The schemes are like in this Mm -hmm. section. Or or what if he's just like, and he like hangs up and Adrian Brody's like, what the fuck? And then... Then, like, a librarian comes up to him, and she's like, the schematics are over there. Oh, okay. Oh, that's nice. I like that. Like, it just shows how interconnected everything yeah, is. And, yeah. like, you don't even understand how highly connected these people are. I like that. Okay. So then he gets those. Let's do another cut to the boardroom. Yeah, while he's yeah. reading. Yeah. So, Rock, what are they doing in the boardroom? S- spitting ideas at each other. Like, what if the toilet explodes while he's pooping? And then, <laughs> you know, another one's like, won't that be, like, some collateral damage? Like, what if somebody poops before he does? And they're like, uh, Okay, good point. And and they're like, well, we could do an Elvis on him. And they're like, "Mm, no. (laughs) Yeah, somebody's like, if we do too many Elvises, they'll start to get suspicious. (laughs) I forgot Elvis was murdered. (laughs) America forgot. I think... uh I think the CIA guy, like, um, who's also trying to kill Epstein, I think he is, like, being very bureaucratic about it. Yeah, so if if you could just sign this uh, 408D, and that way no prison guards could be there tonight, that would be awesome. Yeah, he's like, if you sign this form, it gets you into the jail, but then you have to sign this form and get it processed so we don't know that you signed the form that gets you into the jail. So is he... Is he still working at like a CIA office? Like yeah. he hasn't even left yet. He's just doing all these forms. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, that's funny. He's making a call. He's like, yeah, uh, so. Um... So I would like no guards to be at this jail. <laughs> okay, that's, I can do that. Great. The first, that's great. So how many cameras are there? Two? Okay, yeah, I, I can't have those working. 
What? I mean, I, I, I can I can fax you the form. It's just going to take some time. <laughs> I have to do a form for each camera? <laughs> That's the joke. Sorry, <laughs> That's good. He's like, fine, fine. He's like writing it down. Like he's got the phone like on the crook of his ear. And like he's... <laughs> He's like writing swiftly how many forms he has to fill out. <laughs> so then I think uh, Adrian Brody is on the way to the prison. And I don't think we need to like be very specific in how he gets into the prison. He gets into the prison. Okay. I think he gets in there and things are like suspiciously empty. I think we do the bit of the guards right before we show Adrian Brody like in the prison, like walking around. We do the bit where the guards get lured away with the donuts on the trash. Okay. A plot that was masterminded by the garbage man. <laughs> yes, yes. No, I think we need the garbage man, a scene of the garbage man coming up with that. Him and I guess the food guy from the prison are talking. He's like, I got some donuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like they're standing around and they're like, how are we going to get the guards away? He's like, I got some donuts. He's like, you can't give him donuts. That's just a cliche. And he's like, who doesn't like donuts? He's like, everybody likes donuts. Listen, cliches, they're just truth manifested in a repetitive form. <laughs> he's like, what, you go to fucking Harvard or something? Like, No, Yale. He's like, oh, no wonder you're trying to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking funny. Damn it. That's fucking funny. That's fucking funny. <laughs> oh, okay. So we're, we're getting close to the end here. He's in the jail. We do that bit. And then we go to Adrian Brody. He's walking around in the jail. And I think, like, everything is suspiciously empty. Mm -hmm. We get to, maybe it's, like, the cafeteria, and it's just empty. And suddenly, like, all the other assassins and, like, other people walk into the cafeteria. And I think we just have, like, a big, like, Anchorman-style fight scene between all the assassins. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big battle royale. Yeah. 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 And so, like, he walks in, and then... He's like looking at the schematics and he's like, all right, so where's, mm-hmm. where's, and then like, I don't know, like Ana de Armas flips in. Yep. Like does a backflip into the room. Um, Silver guy comes in. He sprints in. Greg. Yeah. Greg, silver guy. <laughs> Greg Silverman. Uh, skateboards in. Elmo comes in. Elmo. Yeah, Elmo comes in. They all got into this prison so easily. He's like, Elmo, you were helping me. And Elmo just like shrugs. The CIA guy comes in and he has like a giant stack of papers. Just an absurd yeah. stack of forms. CIA, then FBI comes in, then Department of Agriculture. Oh my gosh. Uh, the NCAA has a rep- representative there. How deep does this go? What, are they just wearing t-shirts? Like, are they just wearing NCAA t-shirts? No, I think they walk in and, like, all these people gather in and Adrian Brody's, like, counting them all. He's like, I know you, I know, I know you. He's like, all right, you're FBI, you're CIA, you're Department of Ag. Who the fuck are you? And he's like, NCAA. <laughs> Adrian Brody he pulls out a cigarette again and he like takes a long drag he's like shit not these guys <laughs> so then yeah the, the garbage truck worker and the food guy come in I think they come in after like the aftermath of all that like there's a whole fight yeah I think you're right I think the fight's going on and they like peer around the corner into the cafeteria and they like see it going on they're like what the fuck is this we'll just wait until it blows over pick up the pieces that's your job right hey Hey. <laughs> He's like, not now, dude. Cut back to the boardroom, and they're all sitting around. They're they're all like nodding in agreement. They're like, okay, so snakes, snakes. <laughs> they just go like, and they they like cheers. They're like snakes. Yeah, they all start like they're like snakes. So we're in agreement, and then they all like kind of start shaking each other's hand like snakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And clap, patting each other. Yeah, on the back. like a, there's a guy like like lighting a cigar. <laughs> 
She's like, snakes. So then it cuts back to the fight, and it's in the middle of it. I, I hope that they cut right before the fight started. Yes. And I, I I like Rocky's idea. He said it earlier in the episode that there's a couple, like, just celebrities by themselves there. They're like, they were, like, too cheap to hire someone to do it. OJ Simpson. <laughs> Again, yeah. But OJ was hired to be there. <laughs> He was hired to be there. He makes it very clear. Like somebody's like, OJ, you couldn't afford a guy? And he's like, oh, I'm getting paid. <laughs> There's a, oh gosh, that's good. Our movies are going to single-handedly revive OJ Simpson's acting career. <laughs> There's like Andy Dick. He's there like trying to kill him. Uh, Tom Green is there. Somebody's like, Andy Dick, why do you want to kill Jeffrey Epstein? And he's like, oh, that's who we're killing? <laughs> He's like, I'm just here. There should be a celebrity like in the prison, <laughs> like Robert Downey Jr. or something like that, <laughs> is being held in prison. For what purpose? Kind of watching it all go down. I don't know. We don't have to explain it. Okay, like maybe he lifts his head up from his bunk and sees that it's going on, and he like gets up and pulls a chair and like sits down and like just starts watching, like leans back. <laughs> I think we go to like the uh, CCTV of the prison, and there's like a couple guards be like, "Hey, there's a giant fight going on in the cafeteria," and they're like, "Oh yeah, that's supposed to happen." I'm trying to think of like kind of silly stuff that could be going on during this fight. Yeah. Obviously, they're all like very like casual with each other, like very they know each other. Adrian Brody tries to like punch I don't know Anna de Armas, and she like dodges, kicks his leg out from under him, and she's like, "Still got the week lefty, huh?" And he's like trying to figure out who sent her, and he's like, "Who sent you?" And they're like punching each other. He goes, "Was it Richard Branson?" And she's like, "No." George Stephanopoulos, <laughs> colder. I I like what I like what Brian's going like warmer, <laughs> warmer. Katie Kirk, <laughs> yeah hot <laughs> and when she says hot she like throws him into like the department of ag guy and the NAA or the ncaa guy <laughs> the NAACP. they have a guy there too <laughs> brian i flub one line anyway um so so throws him into those guys um Silver guy is literally just, like, skateboarding around, like, sucker-punching people. Shooting people, yeah, with with blow darts. Poison blow darts. So the fight plays out. Yeah. Somehow, Adrian Brody gets away from it all. Maybe, like, it's still going on. He just, like, manages to sneak out. As he's walking there, the garbage truck guy and the food guy, like, he runs into them. And, like, there's just, I don't know, like, some awkward encounter between them. Yeah, he, like, looks at both of them. He goes, I don't know you. Are you from the Cape? The Cape is a code for, like, assassins. He's like, my name's Tony DeVito. So he, he, like, says his name and he, like, looks really confused. And he's like, who do you work for? Department of Sanitation. <laughs> oh, and Adrian Brody goes, how deep does this go? <laughs> like, he pulls out another cigarette and takes a long drag on it. He's like, shit, them two? <laughs> so what does he do after that? Does he just, like, load a gun and they go, oh, <laughs> this is a little too hot for me? I think And they, so. like, leave. I think he just sighs and pulls out a gun. And they're like, whoa, whoa, okay, okay, big guy, we're out of here. Hey, 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 you don't have to kill anybody here. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> you don't have to kill anybody here. And Adrian's like, yeah, whatever. He doesn't care. He, he's the kind of guy who's like really only kill who's necessary as shown by the fact that he hasn't killed any of the assassins. Right. So they they take off, I guess, like bumbling down the, the hallway. You can still hear the fight going on. So he walks down the hallway 
towards the wing Epstein's in. Should we make it like this wing of the prison is like just super fucking hard to get into. Like it's like cracking a safe. He's got to dodge lasers and Ooh, yeah, okay. Okay, that's good. So he he has a, we have a laser dodge scene. He, he calls up his client and he was like, "I thought you told me the lasers were going to be disarmed." Yeah, yeah. And he's like In the background of the scene uh, of this phone conversation, like they are just getting like pigeons out of cages. Their wings are tied together and they're just tossing them up to the air and hitting them with baseball bats <laughs> like they're baseball. Oh, wow. Jesus. <laughs> Holy cow. Peter's not going to like this Rich one. people are fucked up. Yes, they are. So, yeah. So I, I like that. He like has to dodge some lasers. You know, we have this very like build up to him yeah. getting to the cell. Like he has to. There's like a Catherine Zeta-Jones entrapment scene. All right, so he gets past the lasers, does the the excellent Catherine Zeta Jones bit. So he's he's finally down the hallway from from the the room. So um, he uses his watch finally to turn off the the cameras, and he like has his gun in his hand. He 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 walks in the door. I wanted to focus on his face, so like maybe it's focusing on the door, and then as he walks in, it switches and and focuses on him. And you see him, you know, walk in the room, open his eyes, and just say fuck. And then that's the end of it. it. It's ambiguous, but it's clear that the deed has been done. Yes. We like don't know that. by whom or how. Or... Oh, so you just want to end it there. You don't even want like fallout. No, I really. up the client. Nah, I think it just cuts to black. I like that. Honestly, I don't even want to make a statement about how it happened. I just want to like know that Adrian didn't succeed. Yeah, I like that. I like, I think you should add on like, well, got to get out of here. And then like lights up another cigarette and turns around. Yeah. Like it's clear. Maybe it's yeah. Yeah. And then that's it. And and he just walks out and that's, and that's the end of it. Maybe we can show the last scene being him like walking down the hallway and it's a really long or running down the hallway and it's a really long hallway. And then credits start rolling yeah, over top yeah, of that. Like kind of running. Okay. But I, I like that. It, the, the idea is that it's clear that something happened and it wasn't Adrian, but it could have been any number of other people. Or nobody. It could have been the garbage guy. Could have been garbage guy. Nobody knows. We don't have we don't have Kevin cameras. James. We can't tell for sure. Maybe maybe garbage guy turned the lasers back on. You never know. That's so that's the the last shot. So we found a way to actually make this a, a comical <laughs> kind of movie. I can't believe it. I like it. Not to tread lightly on the crimes and shittiness of Jeffrey Epstein, but I think this is uh think think this is pretty good. If if you wanted to, you could put like a surrogate. That's true. Oh, a fictitious famous person. Yeah. Or like not famous, rich person who like it's clear who he's supposed to be, but it's yeah, maybe that's a good way to do it. You know, like we said earlier, I, I kind of wanted this to be like a bumbling misadventure of these assassins hired by these rich people. And like in like um, the, the whole movie, I just want you to kind of imagine like while everything's going on, it's kind of being orchestrated very haphazardly by these very rich people who just think they're smarter and better than everybody else. Yeah. And, and that's and that's actually what we've done in a kind of comical way by showing all the different scenes of what the wealthy guys do. And showing all the crazy shit that these assassins can do and can get away with. And similarly, like, we've got, we were talking about, like, there's these rich people who think they're better and smarter than everyone. But then we have, like, a normal everyday guy in the garbage worker who is, like, maybe the one who actually killed him, maybe? Like, he's kind of a foil. You know you know what I'm saying? Like, we're getting, like, that too. He he can do just as much as uh, the assassins, I guess, in a sense. So it's a it's a self-empowerment movie at heart. Yeah, yeah, it's really, really empowering the common man, the working class. That's what his wife was telling him all along. He just had to try. 
And, you know, we never, like, reveal the rich client who hired Adrian Brody. We, uh, a lot of the other clients, I think the whole time, like, in the movie, it's, like, hinted who they are, but very, very yeah. vaguely. I like it. Yeah. So, what do we call it? I, I don't want to just call it, like, the assassination of Jeffrey Epstein. Like, that's too... That's too on the nose. Ooh! I'm trying to think of something like, like kind of body, like dangerous transaction or something like that. Like not, not that because it was terrible, but how to kill a billionaire, mysterious circumstances. Okay. Like we could do that. talking about how his death is mysterious circumstances. Disputed, a death disputed. We could call it like cause of death. That's it. Oh, that's pretty good. Let's do, let's do cause of death. Okay. I like that. Cool. All right. So I think we got yeah, it. I think right? so. Yeah, I think that's it. Give us a little recap, Rock. Yeah, so there we have our movie about the mysterious circumstances surrounding Jeffrey Epstein's death and maybe who might have wanted him dead. I think this movie kind of puts up a lens to the outrageous capabilities of the wealthy and the powerful um, in kind of a farcical, satirical manner. All right, everybody, thanks for listening to our latest movie, Cause of Death, the mysterious circumstances around the death of Jeffrey Epstein. The music, as always, is by the Young Romantics. Check them out on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, anywhere that sells music. You can find us on Facebook at Screenplayed and Twitter and Instagram at ScreenplayedPod. And you can email us your movie ideas at ScreenplayedPodcast at gmail.com if you have a movie that you would like us to do. Thanks for listening to Screenplayed Podcast. I'm Zach Wooldridge. I'm Brian Lee. And I'm Rocky. Lights, camera, action.